Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. You're listening to a bonus episode of Popcorn Podcast with Lee and Tim, where we're discussing the card counter starring Oscar Isaac. I'm Timmy Fland, movie buff. And I'm Lee Livingstone, entertainment journalist. And we love to talk all things movies. And this week in our bonus, The Card Counter, which is a character study centred on William Tell, an ex-military interrogator and gambler haunted by his past. A chance encounter with a young man hell-bent on revenge upends William's carefully ordered life and disrupts his long game Redemption. The Card Counter is written and directed by Paul Schrader, who wrote Taxi Driver and Raging Bull. Gosh. Starring Oscar Isaac, Tiffany Haddish, Ty Sheridan, and Willem Dafoe. Lee, this film is incredibly challenging to watch in more ways than one. Yeah. Isn't it? It's hard to, it's going to be difficult to talk about this because mm. the subject matter is not easy, but that's obviously inherent with Paul Schrader as a filmmaker. Mm. It tackles really complex themes of sin and salvation, mm-hmm. throw in war crimes and sprinkle on some redemption and some love. You know, they're very loaded themes, aren't they? Yeah. At its most basic level, William, played by Oscar Isaac, is an ex-military man convicted of war crimes mm. and torture in Guantanamo Bay. Is it Was it Guantanamo Bay or was it a it similar was, facility? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Who taught himself to count cards while he was in prison. Mm. And now that he's been released from prison, he makes small amounts of money at it in low-level casinos. So he flies under the radar. Yeah, he does fly under the radar after, you know, doing horrendous mm. things in his life. and. It goes without saying that there's a lot of baggage in this film yeah. that the characters carry with them and that weighs mm. down on you as an audience, I yeah. think, as well. So then William meets Kirk, played by Ty Sheridan. He's a young man, hell-bent on revenge. Mm. And so William takes Kirk 
along for the ride, hoping to put him on a better path and in the process get his own kind of redemption. Mm. Were you convinced by that arrangement that they had with each other? Not entirely. It felt a bit forced or a bit random. It was almost like an unspoken arrangement and I don't know whether that was intentional because it seemed like there were scenes missing or conversations missing on purpose? Yes, I think it's on purpose. That's the style of this film. There was a lot left unsaid. The pace of the story too is quite slow but it's very deliberate yeah you know it's an intentional choice Mm. from this director and it it won't be for everyone but it's very much his style so to talk about paul schrader Mm. he's part of what's known as the movie brats right talk to me the group includes steven spielberg martin scorsese francis ford coppola george lucas you know that group in who were they (laughs) just those guys i guess he's the lesser known I guess, but in very good company all the same. So they were the first generation of filmmakers in the 70s and 80s Mm. who didn't come up through the studio system or via theatre. Right. So they were making it on their own terms. They figured it out as they went along. And in doing so, they were integral in revolutionising cinema and they Mm. continued to do so into the 90s. I mean, just look at Steven Spielberg's work, George Lucas's work. Oh, my God. Yes. Never let up. Yeah. So cinematic intensity. is a term that comes to mind when I think of Paul Schrader's work. You know, we talked about Taxi Driver and Raging Bull. You know, he writes about, I guess, the loneliest men in the world, Mm. isn't it? He's known for character studies of complicated men with dark secrets. Yeah, so isolation as well. Yes. um, And often surrounded by the seedy side of sex, Mm. you know, which we certainly got in Taxi Driver and also American Gigolo, which I think was a film he wrote and directed. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's almost throughout his career created his own kind of genre, hasn't he? Interesting. Of, of disturbed men <laughs> hiding in a room alone behind some kind of mask and they can't reconcile with themselves. Yeah, and kind of looks into the human condition mm. in very, very complex ways. I mean, you have a soldier who, mm. you know, went to prison for war crimes, interrogation, mm. really confronting evil things. Torture. Um, torture, yeah. Goodness. You know, that's not easy subject matter to present to an audience and have nice. them feel something and take away whether or not there, there is a redemption story there or whether they're well past redemption. And I guess that's something that mm. Oscar Isaac's character of Bill is grappling with himself. Well, let's talk about that. You know, William or Bill, he's a creature of habit, isn't he? He finds safety and sanity in routine. But I just cannot look away from Oscar Isaac in anything that he does. Mm. He really has hit his stride as an actor recently and I just find myself just zoning out and just watching him and it's so compelling. He is utterly, utterly captivating. And, you know, he's served his time in prison, he's released and living in society and what he's grappling with is whether he's giving William, himself. not Oscar. Oh, did I say? No, <laughs> well, I'm just, em- just in case it's not clear. He embodies the character so much. Mm-hmm. I thought it was Oscar up there. You know, he's trying to figure out whether he's able to move on and that's mm. what he also he's grappling with here as a character. Yeah, the character's kind of living in a state of purgatory, isn't he? Just waiting for something to happen. But he's put himself in that purgatory. He's choosing a very mm. mundane life. He just hops from casino to casino mm. because he says that he loves routine and regiment and that's how mm. he's living out his life. 
which is an interesting character assessment in of itself. Let's talk about Tiffany Haddish for a second. Yeah. She's playing a very different character than I've seen her play before. Mm. I know you're not a huge fan of her work. Not a huge fan, but I was intrigued by her and I was mm. actually impressed, I have to, have to say. I really enjoyed her performance in this, absolutely. Yeah. I didn't feel the chemistry between her and Oscar, though. No. No, I That's didn't. a shame. It's only touched on and it felt a little out of the blue. I mean, how would you describe her character? She is a pimp but without sex, right? So she is seeking out star poker players uh, to benefit the syndicate that she's working for yeah. and she sees and observes Oscar mm. Isaac's character, Bill, she can tell that he can count cards where you mentioned he, mm. he learned to do in prison. So she's very observational. She can read body language and human behaviour and, yeah, their connection was a little odd outside of that. Yeah. It's interesting that you say pimp. I would have said talent scout, <laughs> but if that's where your mind went. It is where it went. <laughs> talent scout is a little more PC, I guess. Talent scout. <laughs> Ty Sheridan. Mm. What did his character do all day? I don't know. I was a bit confused as to how he showed up and then his real purpose here. I think that's one of those things that just is left unsaid left for the unsaid. audience. There's a lot left unsaid and that might jar with some people. Did it jar for you? Like, do you like things explained to you and laid out? No. Or do you find it interesting when a filmmaker decides to pull back? Often where it kind of matters, which yeah. is interesting here. But it affects character development that's the other side of it that's the other side of the coin it can affect development and Mm. i didn't really feel this character kirk no i mean i got a few things about him he was determined Mm. he was driven and i did feel that he was dangerous but they could have done a lot more with that but based on what his revenge plot was yeah it didn't play out how i was expecting it to i guess these characters are kind of orbiting in the world of william tell oscar Mm. isaac you know Paul Schrader's films, as we've said, are always about these lone men. Yeah. And I guess everyone else is just kind of in orbit around these people and so you don't really get to flesh them out much. And did you feel that Oscar Isaac's performance was fleshed out to its full potential then? Mm. Did you get enough from him? God, he's such an incredible actor. I had mm. no problems with his performance. Yeah. But maybe the writing of the character could have been a little better. Yeah, I agree. Willem Dafoe <laughs> is also in this, being <laughs> yeah. very quintessential Willem Dafoe. Yes, um, but he's barely in it. Barely in it. But he has quite the look. Mm. That moustache, goodness, that is a <laughs> strong moustache. <laughs> Paired with those glasses, like <laughs> it's a look. <laughs> There's some interesting ways of telling this story in terms of cinematic techniques. Let's Definitely. talk about that for a second. There's a heavy use of narration mm. and a really prominent score. It's almost ear-shattering in places. Yes. Um, and that's very reminiscent of films from the 80s and 90s. I felt like this film was from a certain time. Yeah. Almost, I don't want to say old-fashioned, retro maybe. Retro. Retro Mm. makes sense. And I think how it felt retro, so there's this technique that Paul Schrader uses a lot here and it's talking about the passing of time, how he communicates the passing of time Mm. and a lot of that happens while they're driving in the car and on the road Mm. and then these very purposeful slow fades down, Mm. slow fades up, they happen constantly and it's kind of like scene closed, scene open, he's in another location, Mm. something's progressed that may not have been seen or heard but Mm. we pick up where it left off. So he leans into those fades a lot Mm. and driving in cars. It's a very definitive style. Mm. There are also flashbacks to William's time as a soldier and Schrader uses this disconcerting fisheye lens. Yes. And it really highlights the traumatic memories and his devolving psyche. It's very trippy. Very trippy. And 
you would almost call it, I think you would call it nightmarish. Yeah. Because I think the first time or both times, I think we go back there twice. I think so, yeah. The first time he's definitely in bed, so we assume he's dreaming it. It's Mm. his nightmare. We're Mm. living at his nightmare, but it's not a dream. It's reality. It's Mm. a flashback, which makes it even more, you know, very, very confronting what we're what we're shown, mm. what we're shown there, but in a really fascinating way, I'd have yeah, to say. Yeah. Really interesting filming technique. Mm. Um, and then, of course, the climax of the movie mm. happens largely off screen. What did yeah. you think about that choice? I loved it. Yeah, it's, it's all about the sound. It's all about the sound. The camera pulls away, the music builds, and it just adds this layer of tension that would have been lost if you actually saw what happened. Right. Happened. Yeah. How did you feel about it? Yeah, now that you've said that, I think, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, I see it. It came at a point in the movie where you do build to that climax and you Mm. want a bit more out of your climax, I think. Yeah, yeah, because it led to Mm. something. And I think it happened quite abruptly. I don't know how you felt. Yeah. He literally, I guess you could say, left a situation out of nowhere. Yeah. Again, it was one of those situations where there was minimal discourse, minimal sort of conversation or thought. And I found it interesting that, that moment in the film didn't lean into the voiceover because he's reading from his journal, isn't he? That's yeah. that's what the voiceover is coming from. And I thought that would have been an effective way to bridge that gap there. Mm. Um, but at the same time, it's leaving a lot unsaid for you to take away and, and make up your own mind about it, I guess. Yeah, I don't think we need everything laid out on a silver platter. Like, yeah, sure. I mean, I think that's a problem with a lot of films these days that are all banging glitz and we're not used to seeing films like this mm. anymore. I also refer back to the little things with Denzel Washington and Jared Leto and Rami Malek. They're from a different time. One of my favourite films of the year. You not didn't enjoy that film. <laughs> but they come from a different time and that can be jarring for people. Mm. But I don't think we always need to see everything laid out, explained to us and, you know, hitting us over the head. Yeah, I agree. And also to, to build on that, it was purposefully told in quite a monotonous way, this story. Yeah, it's purposeful. Purposeful. So that kind of goes hand in hand mm. with what you just said. Shall we wrap up the card counter? Yeah. Let's give it a go, Lee. So Schrader takes a gamble on this high-stakes meditation of loneliness and redemption that might feel uncomfortable and unfinished Mm. to some but is well-trodden ground for this writer and director. But while the sum of its parts may seem incompatible and disjointed, it's a deliberate signature style from a true auteur and that makes the card counter fascinating viewing. It's a little clunky in places, but Oscar Isaac is just worth the price of admission alone. I'm giving the card counter three popcorn kernels out of five. Sin and salvation are at the core of the card counter and the lines between the two are incredibly blurred. Writer-director Paul Schrader is never afraid to tackle complex, confronting subjects and in turn delivers such compelling cinema with his unique style and approach. Oscar Isaac is exceptional here and Tiffany Haddish surprised me. I appreciated how challenged I was as a viewer and that it was truly up to me to decide and try to grapple with right and wrong and everything in between. I'm going to rate the card counter three popcorn kernels as well. Well, there you have it. The card counter is in Australian cinemas from December 2nd. All right, guys, as always, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. If you enjoy our episodes, head over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe. While you're there, we would love you to rate us and leave a review. You can also find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Amazon Alexa, and where all good podcasts are found. Hold up. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.